Yeah, so around the world, field hockey is actually as popular as soccer. And especially like men and like around the world play more often than women, except for in the United States. So we're kind of an anomaly in that. But definitely 100% favorites for the women's game is the Netherlands. They are at the top of everything. Um, I don't remember. I can't remember of any tournament. I've been keeping up with international hockey for seven years since I started playing. And I really can't remember anything where it was like a big upset over the Netherlands. They're top tier. Hi, and welcome back to our Sports Spotlight series, where athletes from our community come on to educate us on the basic rules of the sports that they play. Make sure you check out the entire series. And if you're new here, this is just a little bonus series between season one and two. So please catch up on some great episodes from season one as well. Our season two of our podcast is currently filming and make sure you follow us at Instagram at more than my stats to stay up to date on future episodes. Let's get into it. Hi, my name is Emily Zaslowski, and welcome back to another episode of our Sports Spotlight. Uh, I was a former volleyball player at the University of North Carolina, and I am now the host of More Than My Stats podcast. Today, we have another great feature for you, and it is another sport that isn't as widely known across the United States, especially because it's a very regional sport um, that kind of have pockets in different parts of the country where it's a youth sport extremely popular in other spot sports that they may not even know it. I personally grew up um, in Illinois and didn't even hear of the sport until I was in college when I got to like watch it. And while I didn't really know the rules, I did fall in love quickly with the sport. It was fast paced and energetic. So I'm really excited to talk more about field hockey today. And we have got Taylor Bullis, a current field hockey, uh, going to be a freshman this year. So thank you so much for joining us, Taylor. I am really looking forward to digging in deeper to field hockey today. Thanks for having me. I'm loving being here. Yeah. Okay. So just a little uh, recap for what we're going to be doing in the Olympics right now. Um, we've got the quarterfinals on Sunday, August 1st, semifinals split kind of between August 3rd at night and early on August 4th. And then we've got the bronze and gold medal matches um, August 5th and then really early Friday, August 6th. So we've got some time to, to learn the basics before we start. So this is perfect timing uh, to learn more about field hockey. So uh, just to start and open us up, how would you describe the basic objectives of field hockey if someone has never seen it before? So a lot of people like say it's a cross between lacrosse and soccer, kind of like a huge mesh of the two. So kind of like the same principles, trying to score, trying not to get scored on. So that's pretty much, um, you have a stick in your hand and you can only use the flat side. So if you see someone use the rounded side or the back of the stick, as we call it, that's not allowed. So it's not really like ice hockey that much. And it's really fast paced, especially at the Olympics and a lot of running for all the players. So it's really exciting to watch, but you'll probably hear a lot of whistles and be kind of confused to begin with. So. Yeah. So cor correct me. Um, if you had to describe it, it's almost like your stick is again, this is just, I, I don't want to offend you with this, but almost like a combination of a golf club and a hockey stick, almost like, cause it's yeah. a little more round than a hockey stick, but it's more kind of looks like if you were looking at a distance from a hockey stick, would you agree yeah, with that? So it kind of looks like a candy cane too. So it's kind of like, um, like a J shape and one side's flat and that's the one you play on and the other side is rounded and you're not allowed to use that one. 
Yes. Okay. Perfect. Yeah. So it has like a little curve there, which is also differentiates it. Um, so if I was watching a field hockey, um, like I'm here, I am sitting down at the Olympics. What are some of the main terms I may hear an announcer say that I should know going into it? So I think the most important one is the circle or the D. Um, different people differentiate, call it different things, but it's the same concept. Um, it's where the goal is. Hold on. I'm a visual person. So I brought my coaching board. Perfect. 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 So here's the goal down here. And you can only score inside of this like hard, call it the D because it really looks like a D here, but this is the circle and you can only score if the offense touches it in here. So that's like one of the most important things that I would say, because if it happens outside, it's not a goal. And then um, one of the other most important rules is you can't use your feet at all. So if a ball touches a player's foot, they lose possession of the ball. Um, And I would just say the most important kind of like, that's why it's compared to soccer because you have possession and fouls. And, but hockey does not have all sides. So it's kind of fast pace. You're all over the field. Um, another important thing would be corners. So a penalty corner happens if there's a foul inside that circle we're talking about by the defense. So if the defense uses their feet or if it hits into their body, then they're getting a penalty. And corners are really important for hockey because most of your goals are scored on them. So four defensive players get inside the goal and the offense lines across the circle and they get to play the ball from the baseline, the end line to the top of the circle and get a free shot as the defense is like rushing out as fast as they can. So that's one of the most exciting parts of it. And it confuses a lot of people at first. You're like, why are you starting inside the goal? You're out of the field. And then they're just rushing out as fast as they possibly can to block the shot. So I think those are like kind of the most important ones to just get a feel of the game. Okay, cool. So to summarize, um, so the, the general bucks, and so I'm going to kind of use soccer terminology. So if you've seen soccer kind of around the goal, there's going to be like a giant box that is Mm -hmm. the place where the goalie can lift it up. Um, if you're like, you're listening on our podcast and not on our IGTV, if you saw that, um, the picture she held up is basically like, instead of it being a square, it is just a giant semicircle. So that's where you have to score between which I like that rule. Um, well, I'm sure it makes it harder, but like it, it keeps, make sure that there's things compact because I know sometimes in certain sports, like, uh, ice hockey or soccer, I mean, like you can score from crazy out with a fluke. So it really makes sure that you have like your strategy down, your, your passing down all, it kind of gets extra technical, extra close. Mm-hmm. And then part two is like, if you get confused. So again, honestly, I probably won't like what you're describing. Like I it sounds like it's a little chaotic in the, when there's like a penalty. So if you see kind of, and it sounds like, does the game actually stop when that happens? Like someone else. Okay. So if you see a stop and I actually know exactly what you're talking about, because I was like, I have no clue what's happening and why. So mainly if you see a stop that happens near one of the opponent's goals where people are like lining up near the goal and there's like, seems like really there. It was just because there was a penalty by the defense who was like, so like the other team was really close to scoring and they did something incorrect. Like for example, use their feet or their body to block the ball. Um, and so they say, Hey, you can't do that. So it kind of gives them an advantage of like, Hey, you, you did this. It's, we're not giving them a free goal. Cause that's not exactly fair, but 
they have an extremely favorable situation here. So just know, like, if that happens, um, you can kind of watch and try to figure it out and learn, but just know that's the general reason why it's happening, even if you don't get it all. Would you say that that's a good, I yeah. guess, very, okay. Um, so can you talk more about the various positions um, or I guess does field hockey have positions and what like the different roles are on the team are? Yeah. So, um, I'm going to start with what I feel is the most important is the goalie. I'm a goalie. Right, I was so. say, are you a goalie? That's just, <laughs> yes. As a goalie um, in soccer, I was like spoken like a, a goalie. It sounds like. <laughs> yep. So the goalies are going to be pretty, you're going to see them. You're going to notice them. They're in a lot of pads. Um, the ball's pretty hard and it's going to hurt when it comes in that fast. So, um, but they have, they're in control of the goal and they're the only person on the whole field that can use their whole body as long as they're in that circle. And, um, there's some really good goalkeepers in this year's Olympics. So be on the lookout for them. Um, but then you have the defenders, which they're kind of like a soccer, they're defending the goal. And then you have the midfielders who are running the most on the whole team and they're just running back and forth offense and defense playing it all. And then you have your attackers trying to score goals and moving up the field. So they all have to work together to turn and just the ball up. Okay. Very cool. And, and again, um, I, not that I like using soccer as an example, but it seems like it's somewhat similar. And I think a lot of parts of the country that maybe didn't have field hockey, uh, as like a youth sport does have soccer. So I think that's a kind of a good, like basics mm -hmm. for people to wrap their head around. So I, I love that, um, description and similar there. I didn't realize actually how similar it is. Um, so that'll be a, a really easy way to, to pick it up. Um, mm -hmm. Okay. So we've talked a little about the penalty, like when it's in the box and in general, that you can't use your feet anywhere. Are there any other illegal or, and the side of the stick that you can only use the flat side of the stick? Um, like what happens if someone uses the wrong side of the stick outside that box or are there any other kind of illegal moves or penalties in field hockey and what happens if one is, is spotted by a ref? Yeah. So the most important one is the feet. You can't touch the ball with your body at any point um round side of the stick can't do that and then those are really the most important ones there's some really confusing rules that a lot of players get lost on about um obstruction so playing the ball from behind or just being danger danger is a big one because we'll throw the ball in the air with your stick really high and then it'll come down around some people and the rest will not like that um but just most things just to keep the game safe with the ball and because it's hard and the field players aren't wearing that much protection. So just keeping everybody safe is the main thing. So they'll call some calls and then once they'll blow the whistle, they'll pick a direction and which team they'll throw up their arm in whatever direction the ball is going to be headed. And then the team that committed the foul has to get five yards away from the ball. So the attacking team gets five yards to play the ball they get space to do whatever they want with it. And then as soon as they touch it, then the players can come and play the ball again. Okay, cool. No, that makes sense. And that's, again, um, I'm, I'm shocked actually how similar it is to soccer. Cause that's like similar. Mm -hmm. Like if you have a handball, put it down, got to back up, do your thing. Okay, cool. Um, no, that's super helpful. And so now I just want to shift gears to, okay. So those are, I, I even hate calling the basics. So I'm sure you're like, okay, that was like, 
any of my teammates right now are going to be like, you left out so much, but that's perfect. That's, that's what we're looking for. Just a brief overview. So now let's talk Olympic specifics for these last few questions. Uh, so what is the format for like how you advance in, um, the Olympic format of this year? So pretty much like a lot of sports, they're in two different pools, pool A and pool B, and they'll play the teams in their pool. You get points. I think it's three points for win, one for tie, zero for loss, I think. Um, but, and they just, the, and then the top teams in each pool advance. And then from there, it's just head to head to the gold medal game. Okay. So interesting. So um, I'm assuming other than the gold medal game, probably, I guess, again, like we just had a, a shootout in women's soccer because you at some point you can't tie um mm-hmm. what is the tiebreaker so like games can tech is it games or matches by the way um doesn't matter like the it's, there's not uh, okay. we say games internationally they say matches so okay cool yeah. i was like i just didn't want to like <laughs> butcher that um so let, I'll, I'll go games um so if a game ends in a tie that's possible just s- several mm-hmm. sports it's possible to end in a tie but let's say it's the gold medal match in a tie, like what does the tie-breaking procedure look like? Tie-breaking procedure is you get one goalie, one field player, and then the field player starts at the 25-yard line, and the goalie starts inside the goal cage, and the field player gets eight seconds to get the ball in the goal, and that's it. And then you go through, I think, five players on each team, and that's your tiebreaker. It gets very, very intense. And field players are quick and it's, it's, it gets good. (laughs) Very good. Yeah. So what'd you say from your goalie? So I'm not going to, I'll take your goalie perspective and if it's biased, that's okay. My understanding is almost like in situations like that, when it's one-on-one, it's like, they're almost expected to score. So if the goalie does stop it, that's like, I'm common. Um, I'm not sure if it's the same in field hockey. What are your views on, on Um, that as a goalie? Most of the, some of the Olympic goalies are really good. They like outstanding this year, but it depends. I think it's, mm, I wouldn't say 50, 50 at all. It's definitely not. Um, I'd say more like a 75, 25, maybe a 60, 40, maybe, Okay. but the field players, yeah, they're pretty much they're unless they like completely miss, they're kind of going to score. Yeah. So no, in those, in those like shootout type situations, if a goalie stops it, that's like awesome. So it's like, mm-hmm. if they're extra hype, that's, that's why. Yeah. Um, so in field hockey, and actually you told me a little before we started recording that, which I found interesting that there's like, um, worldwide men's field hockey is actually extremely popular where here in the U S it's pretty much exclusively women's field hockey. So is there a historic favorite expected to win this year? And I'm not sure if you know men's favorites, but you can touch on that too. Um, and, and the woman's favorite also. Yeah. So around the world, field hockey is actually as popular as soccer and especially like men and like around the world play more often than women, except for in the United States. So we're kind of anomaly in that, but Definitely 100% favorites for the women's game is the Netherlands. They are at the top of everything. Um, I don't remember. I can't remember of any tournament. I've been keeping up with international hockey for seven years since I started playing. And I really can't remember anything where it was like a big upset over the Netherlands. They're top tier. Um, I want to say, if you think of like... um, like 
like Simone Biles. Like she was at the top tier. Everyone was chasing, couldn't catch up. That's kind of like how the Netherlands are. They're top tier. Everyone's kind of just trying to catch up to them. And that's because in the Netherlands, hockey is the main thing. You grow up with a hockey stick in your hand at two years old. Um, So it's this popular, like, we'll go out and throw a football. They'll go out and play hockey. So, but that's just their culture. And that's why they're great at the women's game. But the men are more of like a toss-up. Um, you got Belgium who are really good. The Netherlands are good. Um, they're more, I don't follow them as closely as the women's game, but they're they should be really competitive this year. Cool. So in both um the US would be considered underdogs for this one. So mm-hmm. if you like a good underdog story, not every sport is US that, but uh if you, yeah. if you want that, this is a good the sport. The United for States it. women's team actually isn't in the Olympics this year they lost their qualifying tournament to India. Okay. Yes. I saw that actually, um, which, and I think that was a slight upset, correct? It was. Okay. Yeah. 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 I remember seeing that. Yeah. And I mean, of course it's a sport that's growing, but I think, I think it's similar to how you said it's so prevalent in the Netherlands. I'm really looking forward. I think field hockey is one of the sports that is like, I actually know in like my hometown, there is now of field hockey at my high school program. So it's a sport that's definitely growing. And I am excited to see what the future of field hockey looks like in the U S especially as more youth programs catch on. It's primarily on the East coast, kind of like, um, Pennsylvania is the hotbed of hockey in the United States. And then it pretty much goes down. I think South Carolina is pretty much kind of like the borderline, but we're definitely trying. There's been a lot of growth in, in, um, California recently and going out West. So we're really excited and we're really trying to get more people involved. Yeah, no. And I think it's something that, um, is, is well, the more people who see it, the more people are going to join. Cause like, just like how we both said, it's fast paced. It's exciting. The, the pace is quick, um, lots of running. And honestly, like it's, it's very equivalent, um, to a lot of other sports. And, and just honestly, I thought there was like a ton of rules and I'm sure that like, you're like, I know I didn't do it, but it does sound it's not as intimidating to pick up as, as I think a lot of people think it is. So Mm. I'm really, that's one of the reasons why I'm really glad we're like highlighting this. And okay. So actually this is a perfect question then. And especially since I typically okay USA or bus, like that's an easy, like if I'm watching a sport that I don't really know um, it's easy for me to root for USA, but I personally like from all, all teams, all countries, like kind of rooting for athletes or like different teams that I have like a nice story or, you know, like I know something about. So are there any athletes or teams that are your favorite that you're really going in? Like, I'm really excited to watch this and tell us a little bit why. So I can like kind of be a, I don't want to say bandwagon fan because I'm going to be a real field hockey fan, but so I can kind of really get invested. Um, I'm a bit biased towards goalkeepers, as I've maybe mentioned a couple times. Good with that. Um, but my top three, the best ones that I'd say in the Olympics this year, uh, Maddie Hinch of Great Britain, fantastic goalkeeper, um, amazing. They won the, they won gold in 2016, and it was the biggest thing. Um, she's amazing. Rachel Lynch of Australia. Um, fantastic goalkeeper. She, I love her story. She's actually a nurse and through COVID was working um, COVID testing sites and training for the national team, training for the Olympics and doing all that at the same time. So she's pretty amazing. I love her story. Um, 
Aisha McFerrin from Ireland. It's actually Ireland's first time playing Sadaki in the Olympics. Um, she played at Louisville in the United States for college and she's from Ireland. So she's playing on their team. So she's pretty great. Um, on the guys side, um, there's one field player who I really love. Um, Sam Ward. He's really good. He got hit in the face by a really hard hit. And now he wears like the, um, like the little mask, but it was crazy because no one thought he was going to come back his vision was messed up his whole stitches everything so his comeback story is one that I really admire too that's awesome okay so I've got I think I got it so it's Ireland Great Britain Australia and what team is he on Great Britain Great Britain okay and so that's um easy enough and honestly since while I'm still learning, it'll be really easy for me to cheer for the goalies. Cause like you said, they're the ones that aren't like running around intermeeting with much they're in pads. So like, okay, I know, I know exactly who to watch. Okay. So that's perfect. Um, is there anything you think I skipped over today that we, we need to touch on now? Otherwise that is it for me. No, I think just give field hockey a chance. I mean, it can be, if you just start watching it without knowing it, it can be a little confusing, but especially I know this the um, commentators this year are really good and they're really trying to get people to understand what's going on, not just watch it. So I think just give it a chance, just watch it. And I think you'll really like it. Yeah. I think that's so important in sports in general Um, sports in America in general have been extremely male dominated. So a lot of times it's um, this is just, you know, general stereotyping that the dad, he might know football and baseball. So then their kids might do those sports if they're, if they have sons, if not, the daughters kind of get like left behind, not really there. So I think it's more like just educating of like, Hey, your kids don't have to play sports that you are an expert in. Like there's all these sports that they could really enjoy and and that you can really learn easily. Sure. Maybe you're not going to be their coach. And that's something that you wanted to do, but like really just give field hockey a chance at all levels. And like, because the more demand there is for these different sports, um, it'll continue to increase opportunity because really, uh, you know, I went to the, I played in the ACC where field hockey was a huge deal, huge deal every single year. And like, it was, had such hype, such excitement around. And I, I hope that we can bring that to other conferences as well and have the sport continue to grow. So, um, I think it starts with having these conversations and, you know, just really being vocal about, um, these different sports that aren't, aren't as prevalent. So thank you so much for coming on today, Taylor, and taking the time to educate us. Yeah. Thank you for having me. I love just talking about field hockey and getting more people involved. And I hope that someone watching this will just say, I want to watch it and I want to see it. And then maybe they get involved and we're moving the game along around the United States. Exactly. And Taylor, please tag us in any updates to, to field hockey, not just in the U.S. Any of let's let's we can stick with those three teams you just gave me. If you can give me any updates or just like tag me in a story or DM me um, so I can share it with our followers who've seen this um, just because I'm like trying to keep track of like 20 different sports right now. So um, be on the lookout. Follow us at more than my stats on Instagram and we will be sharing updates. Uh, but thank you again so much, Taylor. We will talk to you soon. Yeah, thank you.